on the show and man it's like just nice at work with somebody that really clearly gives a lot of shits he gives so many shits he's so many into it he yeah. loves it so much really, that's Rio Butcher me, oh yeah that's Cameron Esposito hello that microphone feels low oh yeah no 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 get in yep, get absolutely. in get yep. into it get, Everybody get have in that fun spot tonight. go over there sit get sit in down go if you over can. there get there get, stand get if it. you want you to you got it Get it. some stretches. You, you got it. Just feel good. Great. Everybody's good? Everybody sat down? That's Perfect. terrific. Everything's uh, great. Great to see you. That's Rio Butcher. That's Gary Butcher. Oh, guys, thank you so much. Seriously. <laughs> it's so nice for you to not clap at all. Are you confused? There was people around. That's what happened. Yeah. Um, hi. Thank you guys so much for coming out to the mm-hmm. show. This is a show. <laughs> this is a show. See, you wanted us to come out at once, but the thing is, uh, if I introduce you, then there's an extra round of applause. Okay. It's but so stressful. That's... You want us to have less applause at a show called Put Your Hands Together. It's like, that's the point of the show, is applause. The point of the show is just applause? Yep. <laughs> We're no just here for applause. Wait, if you just say that, they will actually clap. I didn't know that. If you say that, they will clap. Um, If you say that, they will clap. Yeah, no, I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's a baseball reference, and I'm wearing a baseball hat. It's perfect. Well, I mean, (laughs) does that really count as a baseball hat anymore? What, this baseball hat? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it's basically also like hat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, if no, you I do know what you mean. If you here in L.A. and you're not in the kind of arena of... I love when that... when you're, I know when you're tired because your hand just goes like this. Because sometimes you're like, usually this is Cameron Esposito. <laughs> a lot of this. But then when she gets tired, she's like... <sighs> I know. And it just stays in this general like, area. i um, My point is... <laughs> right. Okay. So hats. Yeah. When you live in L.A., everybody has a ridiculous hat. A very, very leather sombrero sort of a thing. We're, I was pulling up outside of... What's that place called? The French place? La Poubelle. Yeah, I was pulling up outside of La Poubelle and... Rhea, a lot of hats. Straight up. That place is just one giant hat sometimes. No, I'm gonna... <laughs> There's like know, ten people going, by. All uh, the same it hat. is totally <laughs> chapeau. Um, my point is... Um, I don't speak Spanish. You wouldn't believe these two people I saw. I wish you'd been there to see them. They were, they were who, I think they were who we want to be. <laughs> Two people, one giant hat? Sounds like us. Yeah. <laughs> they were wearing very, like, kind of old school leather jackets, and I couldn't tell if they were mm. boys or girls. Oh, that does sound like us. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Rhea, 
Yes. You're having a big week. I am having a big this week. This beautiful audience, they might know it or they might not know it. Depends on how fully into a butcher <laughs> zone they are. Get into the butcher zone. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> well, that is the saddest thing. <laughs> it is almost Halloween. It's like a really, really bad... What's that guy's name who smashes the watermelons? You oh my know. god, why am I... Thank you. I almost said Garfunkel. That's so one right. reason... <laughs> no, I'm talking about oats. My point is, <laughs> one reason that we do this show live is just so people remember the comics that we're talking about. Yeah, What's yeah. that guy? Gallagher! Thank and you. And he uh, was a big star in the 80s of Police Academy. Also, we're friends with him now. Bobcat Goldthwait. That's right. Um, Michael Winslow. Same in comics. You guys, um, Rhea Butcher has currently a number one comedy album on iTunes. Thank you, guys. <laughs> it's right here. I brought one in case you wanted to see what it looks like. This is what it looked like. You brought looks one. Like, still looks this way. Yeah. Yeah, I brought one. Yep. All the rest of them are packed because I am going to Ohio tomorrow. That's cool. Oh, oh Whoa, big, Ohio is big, right over there. A big butcher zone over here. Um, why do you guys care about Ohio? Woo! Oh, Kenyan College. Go, go fighting Kenyans. Wait, did they say that or did you? Wait, huh? what? Didn't you say Kenyan College? Yeah. Oh, I missed that, and I just thought you guessed. And I was so freaked out by no, I you. I heard that. What if I was that Ohioan that exactly. I just couldn't tell what they college like, they went oh, to? Oh, I can tell, by the way, they didn't exactly answer in unison that they went to Kenyon and then just moved on. <laughs> um, that's cool. You went to college there. Do you live here now? Yeah. You're from here. Wow. Fascinating. So, that's interesting. So All you guys you are from are Los from Angeles. Here? Yeah, we have another one, but she, she's just... We have another one. <laughs> <laughs> she what? She did what? Oh, oh, you can come in. Please have a seat. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go that way, but get in here. <laughs> yeah. No problem, little buddy. Um, there's four of you? Were you friends from here? That feels so intense to specifically wow. call it out that way. There's four of us, and three of us were friends. <laughs> Before you went to college with them. Oh, when you hated each other. Oh boy, that's not true. We we knew each other, but in front of this audience, it's important to me that these strangers know we knew each other. We were not friends. Nail it down. We were not friends. You know what they say? We knew each other. We were not friends. (laughs) Why did you? Why did you go to Kenyon College? Explain this to me. No, I'm not. Okay, number one, whoa. Like, you guys seem like something has happened. Even just the, the like, cadence with which you answered that, it's great. Like, spooky, spook town. No, Cameron, that's just a Kenyan vibe. Is man. it? I don't know. It's great. The one of them is wearing, like, a choker. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. And, I mean, you look super cute, but it does feel like you could, maybe that's a ribbon and you untie it and your head falls off. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, just, I'm like, why'd you go to Kenyon College? It's great. <laughs> You're like, oh, no! Um, Don't think ale! That kind of a thing. Anyway. Return to Oz. Never mind. I've never seen that. Okay. Well, I was thinking matter. about spooky stories, you know, where sure. the guy has a hook 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary stories for more. spooky stories. Well, no, scary stories read in the dark, which is also a thing. But do you remember what are the ones that happened? Number one, spiders in the face. What? <laughs> that's your number one? That's just the one. That's my go-to for remembering it because the drawing in that thing is disgusting. Wait, what happens? She has a boil and it pops. Baby yeah, spiders. It's a bunch of spiders. You know what? Like, I don't even think I read that. Out of there. I just guessed it. Yeah, because of course. Yeah. Oh, spiders on the face? What, was it a boil and those baby spiders? Yeah, I thought. Yeah, exactly that. Does any of those little baby spiders make a message on the wall? <laughs> no. And save a pig? No, it doesn't make a message on the wall. That would no, be a kind of a, a cool pig. mashup. Yeah, it would be a cool mashup. If they were, if they were, if they popped out and they were like, the whole reason we were in your face is because we don't want save you to eat me. Save a pig. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Sorry I was in your face. Actually, it is... Uh, it's not save a pig, Rhea. You I, know. I know, but it's some pig. <laughs> I don't mean to like call you out, but it's just like, how could you not know the first message that Charlotte leaves? Oh. <laughs> um, okay, so Charlotte point- chapter one, verse one. Sorry <laughs> yeah, about that. Exactly. <laughs> You liked that a lot. It was so funny. You thought that That's was really why I funny. liked it. There, um, were, there are so many colleges in wait, Ohio. Wait, can we ask you two? But I was, was going to tell I you. I want to get back to this. No, I know. I want to get back to this. But in between. I love that you were never like, you never let me have a segue. You're like, <laughs> no, this one. Nope, you can't have it. Of course, number one, of course you can't have a segue. It's impractical and too big for our house. Usually I get the groans, but it's your turn tonight. <laughs> you can't even do the mic lasso. Rhea, tell me about Ohio. Ugh. There's just, there's a lot of colleges there. Yep. And I am from Akron, which is directly due south from Cleveland. And there's a town called Toledo, which is almost in Indiana. We Home know about it. Holy from Holy Toledo. Toledo. Yeah, exactly. And I got that name because there are so many churches there and cathedrals and stuff. For real. Hmm. Uh, but there used to be a commercial that they would play for the University of Toledo at night on this channel that I would watch that played like Tales from the Crypt reruns. But it would start with this kid who was like applying to go to college and he was like, when I decided I was going to go to college, I wanted to go out west. Way out west. To Toledo! <laughs> Which is just like Wait, the edge of Ohio. That's all. That, way out west. Where was it? I have no idea. Originally. I don't know. Like an East Coast family? How would I Were know? Were they eating clam chowder? No, I think he was from Akron or Cleveland. <laughs> he was just like, this is pretty far west. Yeah, he was eating clam chowder. Clam chowder? At the wow. end of the commercial, did he go, what's that sort of scraping on the roof of this car where I'm shooting the commercial? And then the girl that he was with was like, probably a branch. And then he was like, I don't know, I'll check. And then it was just... One guy with a claw. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> sometimes it's just for us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you were going to say something about Ohio? Oh, well, I was going to say, you're having a wonderful Ohio experience coming up on September 5th. Yes, I am. What is it, Rhea? I am throwing out a first pitch for the Cleveland baseball team. Yeah! Don't do it like that. I'm not going to like this no. warming up okay i got good mechanics and they're not this <laughs> i know um 
Yeah, no, we believe you. No, know, not doing the whole thing. We believe you. Come on. We believe you. What about I fell over? It. Yeah, you've seen it. I've seen you it. You know what's up. Um, you pretty great. excited about throwing out that pitch? I'm excited and absolutely terrified. Are you? I would be stressed <laughs> if I yeah, was you. Yeah, for sure. I'm not trying to... I've put, put a lot of pressure on it, just in general, in myself and in the world, and now I'm like, oh, great, now I have to do this. Okay. Now, let me Terrifying. ask you this question. If it goes really well, you think you will get drafted? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's what this is for, right? They totally draft people from first pitches. Yeah, I think so. Otherwise, it would That's... be called Only Pitch. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, thanks. I wonder if anybody will get in scoring position, which is when On you're my first pitch? second or third. <laughs> I'm just saying things I know about baseball since I met you. When you're in second or third, that's called scoring position. You could score. <laughs> All right. Great what job. else do you want to ask me about baseball? I'm a professional knower of baseball facts. I don't even know what to ask you. Really? Yeah. There's so many things. What? what are you- Can you name three types of pitches? <laughs> Fastball? Yes. <laughs> Slider? Yes. And knuckleball. Great job. Didn't even... Wow. Yep. You really... Yep, I can. You really threw me a curve by not mentioning curve. <laughs> it's funny. Well, I only like... Yeah, I don't like to do... I don't like to know about that one. <laughs> you don't like to know about it. Okay. No. So how was your day today? What did you do today? I did so many things. I was... <laughs> I had a bunch of interviews this morning to talk about our television show, Take My Wife, which is a resounding hit. <laughs> <laughs> available Holy now Kalina. on CISO. Streaming now on CISO. Available now. Streaming now on CISO. And you can get two now. months free of CISO by entering the code Take My Wife, all one word, at checkout. But I had, yep, that's right. I had a bunch of interviews. Then I went to film something for Carson Daly, the show. The MTV, Not the man. The MTV salesman? Yeah, the MTV salesman. <laughs> he goes door do to door and is like, do you need last, MTV? And then do you he remember leaves. what happened the last time I was on Carson Daly's show? I do remember show, what happened which last is time called Last Carson Call. Oh, seriously, this is the last call. Yeah. But it turns out, you know where that call was coming from? That's right, guys. Call was coming from inside the house because that babysitter, she wasn't going to make it. Um, my point is... And she had a hook for a hand. <laughs> and there were spiders coming out of her face. Well, actually, would, that would be kind of helpful. It would be perfect. Cause cause you know, you... Ah! Ah! All right, anyway. Um, so what happened? Carson oh, yeah, Daly. Carson Daly. Last the last time. time I was on there. Um, so what it is... Has anybody seen this show? Carson Daly's show, Last Call? It's on very late at night. Wow, literally zero people. <laughs> somebody put somebody laughs coughed. in for, for Carson's... Uh, you know, he listens... Has anyone seen Carson Daly? He Daly? listens a lot to the <laughs> show. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but what they do is, like, he hosts the show, like, remotely from New York, and then mm-hmm. they do packages on people. So what I mean is, like they do an interview with you and then it's interspliced with what you do. So if it's a musician, they play songs and then it's a person being like, I play songs! And then it cuts to songs and it's like, as I was saying! Um, and it's like about five minutes long. And the last time that I did his show, 
they were recording a stand-up set at the Ice House in Pasadena. Um, and I'm sorry to name that place by name, but this is exactly where this happened. Here's the thing. There's a bunch of cameras all over the place. There's cameras all over the place. You're not in a television studio, but you know there's a recording happening. Number one, because there's a bunch of cameras. Number two, because everybody says, this is a recording. And I went out <laughs> to do stand-up, and I walked on stage, and I said, like, hello! Uh, as you can tell by my haircut, I am a... And somebody in the front row, while this is being taped, said, Dyke! <laughs> <laughs> Front row. <laughs> Front row. Yeah. During a, like, what? And I mean, I know this is going to shock you. It was a, a male person. <laughs> oh, like they were a postal? Oh, yeah. oh you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, it was oh, a male okay, person. <laughs> they were like, dyke! Delivery for a dyke! <laughs> Ms. A. Dyke? Anybody? Um, it was so weird. It was so weird. I have been, I've done stand-up for, for a long time, and a bunch of things have been yelled at me, and many, many heckling experiences have happened, but this was a new one, because there are cameras on me, so I can't, like, destroy this person. Also, I know that I have to get this set taped. Like, the... They're paying me. Carson Daly is... I can't just have an unusable set where it's edited between footage of an interview with me where I'm like, hey, I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm a stand-up comic. And then it just cuts to me like, I will fuck your face! (laughs) You know, like it can't... (laughs) Oh, I wish you would have done that. (laughs) I will murder you! I'm from Chicago. Thanks for watching. (laughs) Um, so it was such a weird situation to be in. I, even the producer today was like, you looked like you went through all the stages of grief. (laughs) Where you were like, where you were like, what? Oh. (laughs) No. And then you were bargaining like, are you sure? (laughs) That you want to do this right now? Because I am and I don't have any shame about it, but this is going to be really hard. And then finally made peace with it. Yeah. Do you know what I did? After like tied him for a couple minutes and just trying to be like, can you stop that? I just, um, I just said, "Welp, I'm gonna start again." And then I just like turned around and then I just went like, "Hey, I'm cameras." <laughs> um, great reset. I mean, it really wasn't. Yeah. The audience was not comfy. It turns sure. out. <laughs> Makes it feel a little weird. They felt odd. They were like, did we, I think we just, I think there was a hate crime at the beginning <laughs> <Yeah>. of this. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> they, did, they did me a solid. The people that edit that show. Yeah, for sure. They edited it together. And it's, you should watch it on the internet. Only because, like, so you can find it super easily. You can just Google Cameron Esposito, Carson Daly, and it comes up. And it looks like this seamless, like, everything is, like, I think they cut to a different audience. Like, there's audience shots where they're like... (laughs) (laughs) It's just two people in chairs by themselves, no one else. But it's, like, amazing and a testament to the power of television (laughs) that I'm like, hey, I'm Cameron Esposito, I'm a comic, and then it just cuts to me just, like, just smashing on stage, just like, does anybody here agree with me? And they're like, you're our president! Like, it's... (laughs) 
exactly. <laughs> Just giving you money. Handing you babies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, um, you guys, thank you so much. First of all, Rhea, huge congratulations on both your first pitch and your number one album. I'm so proud thank of you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cameron Esposito. You guys, Cameron Esposito. We got a wonderful show for you guys tonight. As always, this first comic, we love him. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Sean Green. Give it up for Sean. Come on! Yeah. How you guys doing? Yeah. So uh, I got arrested in high school. Anyone else? (laughs) Come on, guys. It's cool. We all got arrested in high school. Apparently not that many people got arrested in high school. All right, so I'm originally from Pennsylvania, and uh, weed is real serious in Pennsylvania. And, uh, yeah, I know. I had that same attitude in high school. I'm like, (laughs) And uh, this leads to my arrest. So, went to a party. Uh, I didn't drink. I was the designated driver, and I didn't drink or get high at all. I was, like, really on top of my game as a designated driver in high school. And uh, so we left the party and my buddy, he had bought weed from this guy and we were driving and I was driving back to my place or his place. Sorry. And uh, and, you know, we see a cop has someone pulled over. and I'm like, OK, you know, the cop has someone else pulled over. That's that's good for us because we can just drive around him. That won't be a problem. And then I'm like, oh, I, or I could turn right and go that other way. And then I just keep driving and I'm like, I could turn right or go straight turn right or go straight and what I settled on was turning right and at the last second Chuki left and barely missing the cop car <laughs> here's the thing guys juking out a cop car means you're gonna be pulled over by that cop car <laughs> literally saw me juke out the cop car and then the cop stopped pulling that guy over and decided to pull me over and uh, he pulls me over. He's like, uh, hey, uh, what's going on? And I'm like, nothing, nothing. I'm just, I thought it was a good way to open. And he's like, hey. You step out of the car. I'm like, all right. And then he's like, hey, why don't you do me a favor and uh, sit in the back seat of my car? And I was like, oh, awesome. I've never been in the back of a police car before. Quick. And I even like closed the door on myself. I quickly realized there's no door handle out. Uh, Essentially, I'm the first guy who's ever arrested himself. So the, the cop asks, like, hey, can I search your car? Now, this was before I'd learned about the Constitution in U.S. history. So I should have said, no, you need a warrant. But in hindsight, I just said, uh, yes, hoping you wouldn't look in the center console. <laughs> Which turns out that's like the first place cops look. And uh, he, he was looking around there, and then he found, he found, like, a weed pipe, and he came up, and he, like, put it right up at the window, and he's like, what's this, Sean? I go, oh, it's a pipe. I, th- I like, I kind of thought he was asking an earnest question. <laughs> like, oh, it's a pipe, sir. And he goes, oh, well, what, you can't have a pipe? I go, no, it's cool. I, I can, I'm 18. I can have a pipe. I wasn't even 18. Uh, and he goes, uh, he goes, you can't have a pipe. Not with marijuana residue on it and then he goes uh the cop he goes what i thought you were gonna be honest with me sean now i just love that a cop says that like i just imagine this cop going home at night talking to his wife he's like you know what the hardest part is honey the lies (laughs) not one of these drunk teenagers will give me an honest answer (laughs) keep pulling them over keep looking for the truth and it's nothing 
So, uh, yeah, we, uh, we decided I was arrested. And <laughs> I was overruled in the voting. And it was, it was pretty great, because the cop, he goes, uh, all right, he goes, all right, son, I'm taking you downtown. And I, I, I had to point it out to him, like, sir, we don't have a downtown. He's like, you know the shopping center over by Route 512. You know what I'm talking about. Now, uh, d- this time period, I'm dating myself a little bit, but rap rock was really at its highest. And he must have thought I was some, like, hip-hop kid or something for some reason, because he thought he was going to really get in my head, because he goes to turn up the radio, and he looks me dead in the eye, and he goes... I hope you like classic rock punk. You, you just arrested me for a weed pipe and weed. Of course I love classic rock. You think that's what was going to bum me out about my evening? Like, oh no, then he put on Steve Miller band for two hours. No, Steve Miller rules. So we get back... Uh, we get back to the cop station, and uh, the cop, again, I'm kind of dating myself, because the cop's like going through my stuff, and he finds the weed. Now, the weed was hidden in a film canister. I don't know, like, yeah, if you younger kids have no idea, but that's where you used to hide your weed back in the day, <laughs> in undeveloped film canisters. And I don't know who I thought I was fooling. I had like 12 film canisters, and not one camera. <laughs> And I didn't even bother taking photography, which was like an easy elective. I was like, no, I just like the canisters. They look cool, Mom. And uh, she knew that was a lie. They don't look that cool. So the cop uh, goes, he, he, liked, he liked explaining stuff, as cops do. He goes, this here, this is a film canister. And then he opens it up, and he's like, and this is no film. This is high-grade marijuana. And my buddy was so excited. He goes, dude, I told you it was good. (laughs) I was like, no, man, no, that is not the time to mention that. He goes, I don't care. We're getting arrested anyway. But I told you that was good stuff. So then the cop, like, after uh, that, I have to call my mom. And uh, I called my mom, told her to pick me up. And uh, my mom's, like, really upset. And I just hear my dad in the background yelling, let him rot in jail! Let him rot! And they don't, they don't do that. Uh, they don't, you know, if you're 17, get arrested for weed. They'll arrest you. They won't let you rot in jail. <laughs> Much to my dad's chagrin. So there I was, not rotting in jail. And the cops, they make small talk, and they're like, uh, hey, uh, hey, so uh, what are you going hey, to major in in college? Which is ironic, because that, that was kind of my closing move when I went to college. Like, hey, what are you going to major in college? The cop was making small talk with that. And uh, I go, oh, I'm going to major in TV, radio, and film. And he goes, uh, whatever you do, if you get on radio or television, don't make fun of me. Just like really bizarre, this totally insecure cop. And I really... <laughs> really hope to one day tell this story on television just so the cop can be sitting at home in bed with his wife and go, what? Oh, I thought you were going to be honest with me, Sean. (laughs) All right. Take it easy, guys. Sean Green, you guys. I I quit drinking like three years ago because uh, I just got too good at it, obviously. (laughs) 
I got a head start. I was in the head start program <laughs> when it comes to drinking. Um, so I quit drinking like three years ago. And uh, Cameron and I were in New York uh, for some doing some shows and screenings of our TV show. And so we were just walking around trying to find some place to eat. And we saw like a bar and grill. And I was like, sure, fine. Let's just go in there. So we go in and it's like a brewery. So they make their own beer. So that's what they're like really wanting people to drink. And I don't drink that anymore. And so when we sat down, the woman came over. She's like, what, what do you have to drink? And I was like, oh, what do you have like non-alcoholic drinks and she was like well we've got soda and I was like okay I do not like the tone of this conversation already Um, because I also don't like saying what do you have that's non-alcoholic because everyone thinks I'm a child all the time so I I feel like it just it it like just it makes makes that focus even more like I'm a kid I have a lollipop and a bonnet all of a sudden like do you have any pop you know like I just she's like if I mean we've got like soda and like lemonade you know i'm like oh god this is disgusting why is she being so rude and then she goes like oh well i mean we've got o'doul's if that's what you're looking for i was like yeah actually that's exactly what i'm looking for because i do drink non-alcoholic beer every now and then uh but they should change the name because if i was a non-alcoholic i could have a beer (laughs) i like making you laugh on that one I like drinking it. My favorite part is blowing the dust off the cap. I guess to me. <sighs> but I tried to be like very into it when she said that. I was like, if you're into that kind of thing. And I was like, actually, that sounds like exactly what I want. And she goes, oh, you know what, my dad? My dad's from Massachusetts. You know what he calls that? <laughs> Queer beer. And as she said that to me, she realized what she was saying for the first time in her entire life. <laughs> Because I was not wearing this hat. I had my hair cut, but still, basically, it was this hat. And have you ever seen an adult person have that level of a realization in your own face? Because she was just like, yeah, my dad calls it... Why am I still saying this? But then I got to say the best thing back to her, which is... Well, that's perfect, because I am. <laughs> and she was like, okay, and left and never came back again. I think she got a different job. You guys ready to keep the show going? Awesome. I sure am. This next comic is a friend of the show. We love it when they stop by. She's got a great podcast called Lady to Lady. Please give it up for Barbara Gray, everybody. <laughs> What's up? Um, uh, I'm famous, so (laughs) please act accordingly. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm the guy from Workaholics. (laughs) Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm addicted to work. Is that my catchphrase? Great. Um, yeah, I've, I've been trying to drink more. Um, it's going great. It's really, it's really easy. I've been doing the opposite of AA. Uh, the opposite of AA is where you get super wasted and then find everyone who's ever wronged you. You know, like, how about you make some amends, motherfuckers? How about you make some amends, Kristen Schmidt? 
You guys remember Kristen, right? You remember Kristen. She stole the role of Annie from me in seventh grade. Well, look who's making it now, bitch. <laughs> look who's in Hollywood, California. Guess who got paid in chicken wings to perform last night? Kristen? Guess who fucked Jimmy Kimmel's assistant? And then met him in the Rite Aid parking lot to pay for Plan B. Kristen? And what is Kristen Schmidt up to these days? What do you guys think, huh? Probably drinking a beer out of a Diet Coke can in her sad little cubicle job every day, right? Oh, that's me also? Okay. Um, that's Donald Kama! <laughs> I'm over it. It's fine. Uh, I, uh, I went through a breakup, and I'm doing great! Uh... I, I've, I've been doing pretty well. I, I lost a bunch of weight since we broke up. And I realized that if I reach my goal weight of invisibility, um, <laughs> I'm going to have to fuck my ex because like, a new guy's not going to know the difference. <laughs> you know? I need someone to know that there's been work put in. <laughs> I'm not showing up to dates with before pictures or whatever. The only way I'm going to do that is if I print out like a giant before picture and then I burst through it at the table. Just like, thanks for meeting me at Sue Plantation, Jonathan. You know. I uh, definitely recommend Sue Plantation for first dates though because if it's like, if it's not going well, you can just get up for seconds and go sit in another booth and pretend you've never met. <laughs> I, did, I, I gained a lot of weight in college because 9-11 happened. Um, and <laughs> when you gain weight quickly, you get uh, nature's tattoos, you know, stretch marks, sexy, sexy. And I had like a real like, you know, real like, prevalent like dude on my stomach named Trev you know he's like the ringleader stretch mark he was like out and about like seeing what's up and uh and I was dating this guy he wanted to know what it was and I didn't want to tell him so he got real serious and he was like tell me something do you cut yourself <laughs> yeah he actually said that and then I thought about it and I was like well kind of but from the inside <laughs> It's not razors, it's the edges of Doritos, but <laughs> we're getting the same job done pretty much. <laughs> definitely, a, a, definitely emotional eater. I, when I moved to LA and I got a therapist. Don't worry, I don't have enough money to afford a real therapist, so I have to see people I took improv with in the waiting room eight years ago, so that's fun. Uh, but I, I was seeing this therapist and I was telling her that I had this uh, doing this hot eating disorder thing where I would chew up food and then spit it out sometimes. And she says, <laughs> knowing laugh, oh, yes. <laughs> that one. Um, I told my therapist that, and she, got, she goes, well, how would you feel if I told you that I also do that sometimes? And I was like, no, don't say that. 
you don't also do the thing. I'm not like, I'm addicted to heroin. She's like, thank God you brought it up. <laughs> She's like, I've got a little Caesars in a trash bag. Let's go. And, um, no good. So, you know, I'm dating again. I hear, I hear, uh, I didn't, I broke up with my therapist. Um, I hear that guys like girls who are mysterious, so I put a fog machine under my bed. Um, (laughs) And you know, when you're with new people, you have to get them used to like your fetishes. And I have this thing, you know, whenever, whenever a guy in bed is like, where do you want me to come? Which, thank you so much for asking this. You are so sweet, you know, just like in this jewelry box. I don't know. <laughs> Any creeps in the crowd tonight, huh? Any creeps in the crowd? Hit me up after the show. Uh, <laughs> Uh, creeps are all right. I'm really glad the internet's taking care of creeps a little bit. You know, it's like, I feel like real dolls have taken care of a lot of bad business for some of us ladies. Because real dolls are like sex dolls. They're very realistic looking that guys like who shouldn't probably be in the bar talking to you can buy to be their wife. So it's great. Um, And you can go online and design the perfect woman, seriously, with these dolls. Like the best hair, the best butt, uh, open mouth, closed mouth, whatever you want. Um, Open mouth, obviously. (laughs) It's like, who's getting a sex doll with a closed mouth? That's for men who really hate women, you know? Just like, this fake bitch can't even maybe talk. <laughs> Shut up during Duck Dynasty, Claire. I don't know. Uh, but I, fi- I find them fascinating, and I went on their website, and I found out that they actually have a magazine where they interview one of the dolls every month. Yes, this is totally true. They like to speak to her owner and get whatever personality he wants of her and he answers for her. So man, I read Celeste's interview last month. She's a firecracker, you guys. Uh, <laughs> Celeste the sex doll, favorite quote, get her done, Larry the Cable Guy. And her dream to someday open a small business. That's, what small business are you opening, Celeste? The staring store? I don't know. I feel like that's great. I feel like it's perfect, though. It's like what a lot of men want from women. Like, yeah, she's mostly a thing I can fuck, but she's got dreams, you know? Holes with goals. That's what I'm into. Bye. (laughs) See you guys later. (laughs) Keep it going, Barbara Gray. She's very fucking funny. You guys doing all right? Yes. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I'm supposed to keep the show rolling. It's the worst. I want to talk to you so much. Don't worry, I'll come back. Oh, shit, but then Rio will do the next one. But we're running behind. Why well, don't... I don't want to... I want to talk to them. You guys, I want to talk to you. I want to find out what's on your shirt. What's on your shirt? I feel like you should know. <laughs> if you're wearing a loud printed shirt, you gotta be like, yo, it's kind of a racist shirt. <laughs> well, you look beautiful. And I didn't mean to shame you about your brand new shirt. How are you otherwise? Yeah? What did you do? Well, you got that shirt? Yeah. What else did you do? Um, I 
You work at Amoeba? Or no? No. You went into Amoeba. You said, I will trade you all of these records for that shirt. I don't want to look at it. Put it in the bag. (laughs) No, I'm so, that's great. They took, they took your stuff. That's great. Uh, cool. What, what do you do with your time when you're not doing that? Uh, um. <laughs> oh, I feel like you, I just realized I think you might be at the verge of tears because it's, sometimes it's very hard when a stranger talks to you. I understand. You're doing a great job. We don't have to talk anymore. I don't mean to stress you out. How old are you? You're 16. I love you. I thank you. Thank you so much. You're 16. Are you is school did school start back up again yet? No. The 31st, so you're just like selling records, living that summertime dream. 16, so you will be a junior this year? Yes. How is it? Are you okay? Are you making it? Yes. You are going to. You really are. I mean, I will say this. You seem like a man who knows who he is. You know, it, just in some ways. Like, you know, you, you're somebody who's selling records to Amoeba. I was not doing that when I was 16. Um, you're talking to an adult, almost seamlessly. <laughs> I think you're going to have a great year. Yeah. No, I, I, I really believe that. And you know what else? Um... Junior year is kind of fun. Sophomore and freshman year, you're the new guy or whatever. You're the new person. Um, junior year, you kind of become, you know what to expect, and you're kind of like a big, bigger dog. <laughs> there are other dogs that are still bigger yet. <laughs> you're a medium dog. That's exactly right. You're like a labradoodle or whatever. Well, you seem like a total sweetheart, and I would just say, um, I don't know, I mean, I have no idea what's going on in your life at 16, but I think generally the things that serve one best at that age is like openness and being pretty confident, and it seems like you've got those things, so I believe you're going to have a great year, and thank you so much for coming to the show, you little sweetie sitting right in front, being so, being so brave and bold in your new outfit. I love everything about you. You're great. You're a hero. This is a hero. This is a hero of mine. This is one of my new heroes. What a cute little buddy. You guys, in a digital age, he loves playing pool. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, like I love it. Well, cheers. You guys, we have more comics. Um, I mean, that was fucking heartwarming and perfect. And I'm sure this next... Since you were a younger person and you come a lot? Since you were 12? Because, wait, did you, like, take him surfing or skydiving or something like that? 
scuba diving. Yes, because now that your mouth is open and I'm looking in your face, I see that you have some like serious golden teeth going on, and therefore I remember you from that. <laughs> and you guys are family. You guys are a little family. That's your boy. Well, um, number one, it seems like you're raising him right. I'm sure I've said that in the past. This is totally the, a cool way to parent, is to take your kid <laughs> to a stand-up show and also have that stand-up show be run by married lesbians. Like, mwah, you know? <laughs> uh, you guys are nailing it! I, you're nailing it, and I know that you're going to love this next comic. Um, she's in from New York, and it's actually, I think, her first time on the show, whenever somebody's first time on the show, as you know, long-standing show attendees. Uh, when it's somebody's first time on the show, we go nuts for them. We welcome them extra hard. Let's hear it right now for Emma Wilman. You guys, give it for Emma. Thank you guys so much. Keep it going for the dad. Nice. That's great. It's, uh, it's a little bit frustrating. People think I'm trying to look like Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> And it kills me because I'm trying like so hard to look like, you know, Nick Carter. So <laughs> my name's Emma Willman. And if I say it too fast, it sounds like I just said I'm a woman. <laughs> so I've met people and they'll be like, yeah, it's cool. I was pretty sure. I'm like, All right, right <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I used to always, like, go back and forth on stage. Like, I didn't want being gay to be my whole thing. You know what I mean? That's not, like, all of who I am. But now I make sure that I say that I'm gay right up top, and here's why. I never want anyone in the audience, like, sitting and wondering if I'm an awkward-looking straight girl. Think about it. Think how weird it would get in here if I was like, guys, I'm having problems with men. <laughs> You'd be like, I'd fucking hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Or flip it. Imagine if I was like, guys, I'm killing with men. I'm just crushing that dick. <laughs> Is that even what you would say? What would you say? If you like went out and had a good night with guys, you come home and you're like, oh man, all night. <laughs> Me and the dick, whoop, whoop, took it to the house. Bam. I don't know. <laughs> Trying to relate really hard. <laughs> Trying. I like femininity. That's what I like. Like feminine, boom. You know, that's what I'm. That's what I'm into. And I, I was thinking about. It. I'd rather be with like a real faggy little guy, like a little like. Da -da -da. I'd rather be with a real faggy little guy than like a big like. Whoa, you know. Someone tried to set me up with one of them. They're like, "What about Tiffany?" I look over. I just see like, "What's up?" I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, hey, hey, nothing's up. I'm over here crushing that dick. What's up with you?" Yeesh. <laughs> Woof. Tone it down. I said to my friend, I'm like, what, how are we going to have sex? Just arm wrestle each other? Get the fuck out of here. Gross. I've been single for like a long time. You know. Hey, that wasn't the joke part. I've been single for a long time because of my schedule and like my personality or whatever. You know. <laughs> it's very difficult. Very difficult. And I'm dyslexic. <laughs> oh, you guys are great. I'm dyslexic, so I get like very confused a lot. You know, I confuse like left and right and right and wrong. It's like a whole thing, you know? Very confused. And I will blame everything on my dyslexia constantly. I'm like, I'm dyslexic, I'm an idiot, I didn't know. They're like, your shop of thing. I'm like, that. Do I pay in the store, out of the store? What's going on? How do I do this? 
The only time being dyslexic, like hooked it up, was I got pulled over for drinking and driving, and the cop goes, to prove your sobriety, I want you to do the alphabet backwards. Ooh. I'm super dyslexic. I was like, okay, cool, buddy. That's how I was going to do it anyway. I appreciate that. Thank you. I got pulled over in my tiny hometown. I grew up in a town of like 800 people in really rural Maine, so tiny. Like where I grew up, we would have newspaper headlines. It would read like this. It would be like, the thief has been arrested. It was Rick. We're like, Rick. <laughs> yeah. He's the thief. We, we only had one Jewish person. And it was so much pressure on him because everything he did, he was like the only Jewish person anyone had ever met. So everything, he was the only reference point, only representation. Just watching him like, okay, all right. Jewish people love guacamole. They love it. <laughs> I say. I got to college. I had this Jewish roommate. She was like, you're from a town of 800 people. Is this going to be weird? Like, do you know anything about Jewish culture? I looked at her right in the face and was like, I love guacamole. So, (laughs) won't be weird. Oh, boy. My mom's been giving me weird advice. Like, you know, a little while ago, I was with the first person that wanted me to, like, hit her in the face. And, uh... (laughs) Yeah. And I called my mom and I was like, you know, Sasha, I should probably stop using her real name. Um, (laughs) Tina wants me to hit her in the face. This is my mom's response. She goes, on a Tuesday? (laughs) (laughs) Like, admit it. Why'd you just hit him? Is that a Tuesday situation for you guys? You're like, that's a Wednesday activity. Ha! (laughs) (laughs) On a Tuesday? She's so open-minded. She's my heart. You know, she's so funny. Like, she always leaves me these voice messages, and she identifies herself in the voice message. Every message, she goes like that. She'll be like, hey, it's your mother. <laughs> like, anyone else would be calling me up, just like, hey, looking at pictures of you. <laughs> in the tub as a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Call me back, my little baby. You know who this is, yeah? It's Rodrigo, your landlord. Like, ah! Rent this now. Oh, God. Oh, boy. I put her through the ringer. Like, I always, like, I love watching straight porn. And uh, I don't know. I just like to self-actualize, you know, the most fucked up shit. You know? You ever watch that porn that's so fucked up? I'm talking to you, buddy. You ever, you ever watch, like, that porn that's so fucked up after you watch it, like, you feel like you need to do, go do community service? <laughs> I hope she gets out of that cage. No, but I put my mom I put my mom through the ringer like I, I was I was dating someone and I got really excited and I, I went on this sex toy website and I hit select all. <laughs> yeah. I'm very ambitious, so things, select all, all this stuff comes to the apartment. One of the things that came was so big. I didn't know what it was, but it was so big. You have to introduce it to your partner like a joke. You have to be like, oh my god, look at what I got in the mail as a joke, you know, unless <laughs> unless there's any way you're interested. No? Nope? Okay, it's a joke. Fun joke. <laughs> This thing comes in the mail, and I like made this like sex toy pile. I put the thing on the top, and then my mo- mom comes home a day early. This is brutal. She sees the thing. I swear to God, she swoops down. She picks it up. She goes, what is this? What is this? Isn't it better? She didn't know what it was. Wouldn't that have been the worst if she was like, oh, the ruiner. Very nice. Hey, hey now. 
So she goes, what is this? Do you wear this or do you receive this? What happens? Sweating. I was like, I was, you know, I was going to wear it, you know? And she was like, really? And you picked it out? Emma, you know, it's rude. Whoever receives, receive, receive, receives the thing. I get it. Receives the thing. Should be the one picking out and determining the size of it, you know? And then she tossed it at me like a mic drop. I was like, ooh. She walks out, and I was like, how did you just mom that? How? 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 All right, you guys are great. Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it. Emma Wilman, you guys let her hear it. Apparently, I'm not her type. That's fine. I'm good. It's a joke about being married. Okay, great. We're going to keep the show going. <laughs> we have two final comics left on the show. Are you excited about that? They're both amazing. You guys, this next comic has a great podcast called... Oh, Barely Friending. Got it. Right in the last second there. He has a great podcast called Barely Friending. You guys, give a warm welcome to Eddie Della Seppi. Hey, how are you guys? Oh, good to be here. Let's talk about you. You guys are a good audience listening back there. You're laughers. <laughs> Comedians, we like laughers. Inside tip. <laughs> uh, sometimes some audience members don't know how to enjoy themselves after a joke in public. I'll never forget, I did a show one time. First joke out of my face. Everyone laughed. Then everyone stopped laughing. And then one guy by himself went like this. Very amusing. <laughs> I'm sorry, are you a duke of some sort? Am I medieval times right now? That's nice to hear, but how do I explain that to my friends? You know what I mean? They'd be like, hey, what happened to the show? Well, I got some laughs, got an applause break, <laughs> and I got one regal confirmation. <laughs> I am uh, not a very tall guy, five foot six. I, well, that's not a good look for me. I, uh, <laughs> is that regulation? I mean... <laughs> I, <laughs> I learned this about myself recently. Apparently, the top half of my body isn't proportionate with the bottom half of my body. Because apparently, I have the torso of a six-foot man and the legs of that man's girlfriend. Now, hear me out. <laughs> this is how I learned this. I'm not making this up. I have these jeans that I need to get hemmed. This new dry cleaners open up my neighborhood. Perfect. Put these jeans down on the table. The guy behind the counter, the tailor, he was like, uh, you want me to hem your jeans? And I go, yeah. He's like, okay, how long is your inseam? And I told him, I go, oh, my inseam is uh, 28 inches. And I kid you not, this guy, he looks at me and goes, oh, yeah? And then he pointed my legs and went, uh, oh, yeah. Mmm, <laughs> roasting me off the top? <laughs> I learned something very important that day. I didn't know you could be a bully and own a sewing machine. I didn't know that. <laughs> thought those cancel each other out. You don't see too many guys being like, look at that loser. <laughs> I know. Uh, being a single guy is a cool thing. Any single guys like myself? All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Heard the pause. <laughs> I was like, do we do it for him? <laughs> when you're a single guy, get tested. I mean specifically you, for some reason. <laughs> Sorry. Your friend's like, give him $5 here, tell him. Uh, 
always be safe when it comes to safe sex. And uh, I was in this bar, and I met this beautiful person. And we, uh, I went to my friend. I was like, dude, uh, I need a condom. Hands me a Magnum condom. And I go, what's this? He's like, just use it. I'm like, no, no, I can't use this. It's false advertising. I can't whip that out. You know, I can't live up to that. That's like showing your keys to a Mercedes and pulling up in a Ford Fiesta. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I go, I said to him, dude, I can't fit into this. And verbatim, he goes, you can do it. <laughs> what does that mean? Because apparently I don't have a big penis because I just don't believe in myself. <laughs> I'm going to read The Secret, buy some magnums, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I turned 35 recently, and, uh, you know, I was thinking about mortality, aging, and stuff like that. I was thinking, you know, it'd be great to be 80 years old. You know why? Because when you're 80, you don't care anymore. The filter's gone. You say whatever you want. You're on your way out of the party. Who cares? Listen to old people. You can learn from them. For instance, I was in this deli, 20, 30 minutes to get in, lunchtime rush, huge line of people, all exasperated, like, I just want to get in, eat, and leave. As we're in line, this old guy walked by the line and goes, hey, guys. We turn around, and verbatim, he goes, don't eat here. The food's shit. <laughs> and my friend looks at me and goes, dude, that guy's clearly crazy. I'm like, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that's what old people do instead of Yelp. I really do think that. <laughs> That's what old people do, just publicly shame a business. You ever seen an old guy pointing, yelling at a dry cleaners? He's not crazy. That's his review, you know? <laughs> it must be difficult for, for old people in general. Things are so futuristic that shouldn't be, like vaping. Does anyone here vape at all? I don't, I don't want to alarm you, but vaping is basically the man bun of smoking. I, <laughs> I don't think it's very cool. Smoking a cigarette's bad for you, but you can't deny how cool it looks aesthetically, right? Right? Take a scene in a movie, right? A guy shoots a guy, he drops down dead. What does the guy do? Pulls out a cigarette, lights it, takes a drag, blows smoke, flicks it on him, right? That's how you're supposed to kill a man, you know what I'm saying? That's how your dad or foster father taught you how to kill a man. I don't want to see what that'd be like in 2016. I don't want to see that in movies where a guy shoots a guy, he drops down dead, and the guy pulls out what appears to be a metal clarinet, you know? Just blows pumpkin spice in his face. <laughs> he flicks it. He's like, nope, that was a hundred bucks. <laughs> Just wheels away in his hoverboard. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to get brutally honest with you guys. Is that cool? I'm going to get honest. It took me a long time to admit this stuff. Uh, and that's what comedy does. It helps you deal with some pain. I have father issues. Anyone have father issues here? We're in a theater school. That's statistically impossible. <laughs> this is how I can tell I have father issues, guys. I did a show one time. After the show, a 65-year-old man came up to me and was like, you were just on stage. I go, yeah. He's like, made me laugh. Good job, son. Like to shake your hand. And then he walked away. Cut up to him a minute later, tapped on the shoulder like, hey, uh, can you also say you're proud of me too? Is that cool? <laughs> can you hold me and say I forgive you? I mean, you call me son. You kind of started it, you know? <laughs> One thing, when I moved to California, I was, uh, I mean, just an American general, uh, it's very expensive. Healthcare is very expensive. Specifically, taking an ambulance is really expensive. Did you know it's like $2,000, $3,000? There needs to be another way. There needs to be a rideshare program for ambulances. Uber ambulance needs to exist, guys. 
imagine the scenario, right? You're in a liquor store late at night. It gets robbed. You get shot. Do you call 911? No, you get an Uber ambulance. Some guy in a minivan shows up. Get in. You pop the trunk. There's an air mattress with four of their bleeding dudes in there. <laughs> Check your phone. This is an Uber ambulance pool. Come on. One of us is going to die for sure. Driver's like, we're going to Redondo first. Is that cool? Don't worry. I'll play my album. <laughs> You guys, a lot of fun. Enjoy the rest of your night, everybody. I've been Adel Sebi. Thanks so much. Keep it over, Eddie, one more time. Oh, boy, you guys. Rhea, did we tell them about the billboard thing last week? What? Did we tell them about the billboard thing last week? I think so. Yes? Someone whispered, yes. Someone whispered who were you? Where, who said that? You? Were you here last week? Do you come every week? Yes. Hello. <laughs> who? Why? Because we're so very good. Such a very good fun show. <laughs> didn't want to. Didn't want to oversell the. I come every week. I don't know why. <laughs> How, for how long have you been coming every week? Uh, six months. Six months? Do you, do you always sit there? No. Hmm. What's that result? Yeah, you pop around. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> have you have has that been a good choice? Do you feel uh, like? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What do you do with your time when you're not here? Uh, work mostly. Uh huh. What do you do for a living? I'm a producer. You're a producer. For post. For post. You're a post producer. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Terrific. Do I know all of you? Are we at my house? Well, actually, yeah. Clap if you've been here before to the show before. That's a good number of people. Then there's also a bunch of new people. This front row, very unclapping. A lot of babies first time. Babies first... Put your hands together. Pretty cool. You're going to come back every night for the next six months. Every night. Even nights we're not here. You're going to come here and wait for us? You're going to sit in that chair and wait for us and ruin other shows? If there's an improv show, are you going to say, next, until we come back? That's the level of commitment I'm looking for from our audience. you got to come every week, forever. Yes, I'm listening. Are you going to do it? Who will do it? Raise your hand. That person said yes. That person said yes. And someone in the back. Meet each other. Become friends. You have a shared interest, which is making me happy, so I'd be quiet. Are you doing okay, buddy? Little, little new pal, is this your first time at the show? Have you been, like, pretty wowed? That's what I'm looking for. I've been amazed, but I want a flat affect, so I know you're not trying to sell it too hard, so I believe you. I've been amazed. <laughs> well, you're all wonderful. We've got one final comic. Um, can't wait to see you all back here next week. Um, this comic is a pal of Rhea and mine. We really are so happy to see her tonight. So let's hear right now for Emily Maya Mills. Give it up for Emily. <laughs> going for your host guys it's the end of the show we got to keep it tight tight oh yes 
You're going to get a good, nice, tight set, tighter than a bird's pussy. Are you turning on for that? It's called a cloaca. Let's make it educational. Hey. Are we lit? Are we poning? (laughs) Are we voting for Trump? Oh, no. Okay, just me? I'm kidding. I'm not. I just, I think he has some points. Not really, but let's be honest. It's not, let's not go the dummy. He's not dumb. He's not a dumb person. Give him some credit. You know he's... You know he's setting it up, running the long game, just so one day he can build a casino on the West Bank. Okay, so that was not worth it, but it was, at least for the way that you guys think of me now, but one day. (sighs) Yes, I do live in Burbank. Uh, (laughs) Can you tell by my kimono? Uh, Listen, let's just, don't all get up. Um, it's, I moved there recently, and I gotta say, it is a wonderful place to move to if you're done trying. Um, <laughs> you want that parking space? You can have it. <laughs> I got 14 of my own at my house, and they all have my name on it. Yeah, that's right. No street sweeping, no tickets. They sweep the streets, but they fucking go around me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I write them a ticket if they miss a spot. Oh. People are always like, oh, but Highland Park, it's up and coming. <laughs> Highland Park, it's up and coming. <laughs> Burbank came twice and went back to sleep already. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Doing just fine. We don't need all that. Seriously, are we ready for this election? It's getting scary. (sighs) I'm more fearful, not as much of the thank you for being with me tonight. (laughs) Ladies, I will take off one kimono at a time for every laugh you guys give me. (laughs) There are more under here. Uh, I can't wait. I mean, I'm excited, but I'm scared. I'm scared of the (sighs) candidates. Worse, though, right? Are we not more fearful of the supporters themselves, especially Hillary's, right? You know, scary. If you think about it, come on. You're with me. Visualize. Somewhere out there, there is a woman who's just like, Hi, I am Calista Rockford, and I am the whitest woman in the world. (laughs) Don't believe me? Check my purse. It's full of fennel. I see you're going to make me run down my credentials. Well, here we go. I have over 40 iPads. Uh, I have never cared for music. Uh, I'm barren. I'm web-footed. My bones are weightless. Uh, I have three unborn children on the wait list for Camelot Kids and Silver Lake. Um, last year I spent $14,000 on probiotics. Uh, let's see. Uh, I still receive residual checks for throwing a little goat cheese on a dinner salad in 1989 and changing the salad game forever. And next year, I'm going to Comic-Con. <laughs> Hillary 2016. Did I mention I've never heard of Old Navy? Um, <laughs> what are we doing? They can't all be jokes, guys. Sometimes they're just straight PSAs. 
You know what? Only have time for a few things here. How about a game I like to call? Who is this? You ready? Here's how it goes. Ready? Here we go. Who is this? You get it. I made it up. You get it. Here we go. Here we go. Who is this? Okay. Who is it? Here we go. Who is it? Any guesses? Anyone? I'll give it to you one more time. Here we go. One more. Listen close. Anyone? Uh, What's that? Close. No, what? <laughs> Just another comedian? <laughs> that would be so weird. <laughs> uh, she's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, it was just Josh Fadum. No, I'm kidding. That was for the room. Uh, anyone in here? I'll give you two one more time. Here we go. <sighs> anyone? Okay. I'll give it to you. It's a cop that just pulled over a driverless Google car for the first time. Oh, no. The future is here, and it is fucking scary. Can you imagine those bruised egos? Oh, no one to shoot. They can't all be jokes. Uh, For the comedy show, people. Thank you. I'm in a relationship. Yeah, don't get up. Uh... No, it does. It, it's wonderful. It feels good to be slowly losing my identity. Um, <laughs> apparently, I like football. <laughs> what? what? When did that happen? I like football now. I have a taste for rye whiskey all of a sudden. Uh, I love anal. I don't know who I am anymore. It doesn't. I don't. I like it fine. I don't even actually, to be honest, I don't. Anyway, it's, I don't even like the joke. I think it's crude. But you fuckers love it. So I do it for you. <laughs> it really is. My boyfriend's amazing, though. He's a wonderful person. He has two kids, and they're amazing human beings. They're 11. Twins, I know. Half my age. Uh, it's insane. It's been crazy. It's a huge learning curve, because, like, you know, three years ago, I was just a one-woman, red-wine-fueled army eating beans out of the pot with no pants on all Sunday, calling the shots. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm a parent. <laughs> Nobody checked my paperwork. I'm telling you, I had to figure it out. Just a lot of questions like, uh, you guys like Game of Thrones and $10 Merlots? Or how do we, how do we get to know each other? <laughs> a lot of questions. Constantly backing out of rooms going, well, if you guys need someone to talk to when you realize death is inevitable and democracy is a sham, I'm here. Am I doing this right? I don't know. <laughs> Who wants toast? <laughs> Nobody ever wants toast. <laughs> I had to learn to watch my mouth because, you know, it's a different set of rules in there. I had a kid's birthday party the other day, two Star Wars-themed cakes, two marzipan lightsabers looked exactly like vibrators. Couldn't say, oh, shit. Couldn't say, could not even like a little... May the force be with me, huh? Come on. <laughs> I'm a prisoner in my own home. <laughs> Nakedness is an issue because, like, there's a boy child. I don't want him to be freaked out by human anatomy, but he's not mine biologically. But I also don't want to be that lady who's like, your stepmother has a body. Deal with it. <laughs> So I can't go to sleep in a t-shirt and underwear anymore like a classic tee because I wear a thong. Hear me out. It's for not glory or glamour. It's for practical purposes because I have 
a monstrous bottom with an appetite for fabric and um, <laughs> I did the math and a small snack is more comfortable than a five course meal at the end of the day so no more t-shirt and panties for me and going to sleep at night because you never know when you're going to wake up in the middle of the night and have a kid standing over you like I'm thirsty <laughs> you're like uh, <laughs> oh I want to help you, but I'm trapped. Uh, did you want orange juice, or did you want your childhood to end now? Because if I get out of this bed, you grow a mustache, and I have to tell you what really happened to Kurt Cobain. I'm so sorry. How thirsty are you? You guys have been great. Thank you so much. Give it up for your hat. Emily Maya Mills, you guys. Oh, oh, goodness gracious. Oh, you guys. She broke it for a second. <laughs> Emily, and I actually want to keep it going for everybody you keep saw tonight. Keep it going for everybody you saw tonight. Another great show. Well, it was so nice to see you all again. I had missed you, um, and it's great that you're back. Thanks and for coming so, back, everybody. Thank you so much for coming tonight. We're here every Tuesday night. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Rhea Butcher. Have a great rest of your night! Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to cover your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.